0: Grab your glasses, ladies. It's time for a spot of tea. Welcome into the Spot of Tea Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Lee. Thank you so much for joining me today for this quick break to just unite, recognize, and encourage moms, mommies-to-be, and women alike. That's what we do here. We also have two house rules here. If you're new here, we keep it real and we keep it moving. That's all, if you could do that, You can get down with us at a tea time table, okay? What kind of tea are y'all drinking today? I need to know. Um, Last week, if you would have caught me last week, might have had a tea cup, might not have been tea in it. It was a stressful one, but I'm not judging. Y'all shouldn't be either. Keep it moving. But today, I'm trying to get my life back together, okay? My son is about to be nine months this week, so I'm just trying to see if I could be out here being a MILF, okay? I'm just trying to be, you know, a fit mom, so I, I'm motivated today. I went to the gym this morning I I ate healthier than I have been since about my six and a half months because I was about six and a half months pregnant. So I'm drinking peppermint tea today. Mm, mm. Okay, your girl is getting it together, moving up in this world. I discovered peppermint tea actually when I first got pregnant because I had the worst nausea. I didn't throw up a lot, but my nausea was terrible in the beginning. And they said that that worked. It didn't, but I still like the tea sometimes. So, speaking of which, it's tea time, and I really want to talk to y'all about something that is it, serious. It's a it's a big deal. It's kind of like a big deal. I don't know if that's copyright or not. Mm. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Power. If you know me, you know that I've been a power fan from the beginning. Basically, like I got onto the show right before season two hit the air. I binge watched season one. Um, so I've been around power for a minute and I need to understand. Please don't come for me, sir, because I don't have no money to pay for you. But Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, you are tripping. First of all, you thought it was a good idea to change a theme song in the last season. Why? why it wasn't bothering nobody it wasn't messing with nobody we didn't have to do all that but okay you hurt the people you changed it back now he trying to do mid-season finales and then got everybody thinking that we was gonna watch power this past week boop we didn't how you gonna have so let me get this straight we having a mid-season finale but we're gonna stop one week of episodes before the mid-season finale we got to talk about it cuz i i'm not i'm not quite sure why why that's the case if anybody has a good answer for Mr. Sir 50 cent please let me know cuz cuz i'm not with it another thing i'm not with this whole Tasha going to teach him the game like i don't know if anybody else thought that was like kind of corny but i certainly did and i'm not with oh, first of all let me just say if this is a spoiler alert for anybody That's a you problem at this point, because several business days, a whole calendar week has gone by since the last episode. So if you haven't watched it, you can pause now, return to us after you do. But the conversation at the tea time table will continue. okay? because how you gon'? I'm not mad that Keisha died. I'm mad at the way that it happened. Why Tasha had to do it? And, like, it was just, this season, I'm sorry, this season is just kind of like, it's, Um, I won't say I'm not a fan because I'm going to ride to the end, but it's kind of a little too crazy. Like, they getting a little too outlandish, in, in my opinion. I don't know. Let me know, a comment, let me know if y'all agree at Spot of Tea Podcast on Instagram and Facebook because I'm just, I'm not here for it. And the FBI, a.k.a. the internet, did show a clip or a little photo of Tasha without her earring after she did the deed and I did not see. She forever losing her earrings. did, did Can we talk about it? First, you at Terry Silverhouse, you sleep with him behind your husband back and you lift your earring there. Terry caught it before Ghost killed him. <laughs> Literally. And now you leaving your earring at crime scenes, murder scenes. Like, you just maybe need to not have earrings. You just need to maybe let your holes close. Because I don't know how you're going to get out of this one. Don't know. I guess maybe Tommy going to find it. We don't know. That remains to be seen. We shall find out. But y'all let me know what y'all think about this. But speaking of shows and speaking of moms in shows, I'm on Raising Dion. Is anybody else on the bandwagon with me? Granted, I've only seen a handful of episodes so far. I think I'm probably on episode four. But can we talk about the real reason that we're watching it? It's Michael B. Jordan. Okay, I said it. And I probably was saying it for some of y'all out there, y'all saints who too in love or too married to say it, but I said it, okay? Um, but yeah, Michael B. Jordan is in it. So far, though, he doesn't really have like a big role in the episodes that I've seen, but I do like it um, so far. It's it's an interesting story. Um, I like how it explores um, what it is to be without your partner in raising the child you know no matter how it is that you lost them I like how it you know has a black mom as a main character and a black child as a main character so I'm with it. Um, y'all let me know what you thought of the series overall. I'm pr- Honestly, the way my life set up, I'm probably not going to be able to finish it completely until probably like next week anyway. So comment and let me know what y'all thought. I've heard good reviews. That's the only reason that I watched it. So I'm just trying to figure out, is it a thumbs up or is it a thumbs down? Like, just let me know. But I'm enjoying it so far. So if you haven't watched it, it is on Netflix. Check it out. Okay, so now it's time for the pour. This is the time in the show where we really just want to pour back into you guys. Obviously, you get so much taken out of your cups throughout the week with your family, with your job, with your personal issues. So we really just want to take this time to try to fill you back up give you something that you might be able to take with somebody else and really just it's about it's about you during the pour. Obviously, this is what we came for. This is the good stuff. So today, my special guests are two people who are very near and dear to my heart. Um, my cousin, San Quinice, and my dear sister, Profite all of that you know other things that she might have been to me in other times but i love her to death Brittany, and really just want to talk to both of them today about what we're going to call for the purposes of this conversation the female time clock that's what i'm going to call it so welcome ladies
1: hello hello hello
0: okay so just to start off to give a brief background so that everybody have context of the conversation Brittany, um, can you say, even though we know we're never supposed to ask a lady, so forgive me, but your age and relationship status?
2: I am 30 years old, and I'm in a relationship.
0: Okay, and then I'm going to call her Sandy, y'all, but it's San Quinice, but that's what I call her because that's my cousin. Sandy, Same.
1: I am 31 years old and I am married.
0: Okay, so now y'all got the background. Cool. All right. So, Sandy, I want to start off just asking you a question, because honestly, you have kind of what I would say as an interesting story thing that something that I feel like I see or hear all the time. Oh, my gosh. Like I'm 26. When I turned 25, all my friends were like, I'm 25 and I'm not this, I'm that, not that. And I know that you met your husband when you were 26. So just kind of like if you could paint that picture of how you were viewing yourself at that time before you met him along this time clock path that we're talking about
1: okay so leading up to meeting my husband josh um i was a graduate or a doctoral student i was in law school and everyone else around me kind of was kind of moving in a way that they were getting married or working towards marriage But while in law school and graduate school, I was single. Like, my focus at that time was getting my studies. Um, I also pledged while I was in law school. So, you know, that was just another goal of mine that took up a bunch of my time. So, dating was something that I thought about in my purview, but it really wasn't uh, a big thing. At some point, probably around 22, 23, because honestly, I had been in a long term relationship and I thought I would be married by 25. So after about 22 or 23, I was like, you know what? Let me just focus on myself. Let me focus on my goals. Um, And if someone comes that's worth my time, then I'll consider giving him my time. Um, And at the particular time when I met my current husband, I was actually studying to retake the Florida bar. And so it was not on my radar. He was not on my radar. I wasn't checking for him. Um, And I saw myself. As many people my age, 26, you know, 25, 26, young professionals just breaking into their career. Like for us millennials, that was a thing, you know, being single until, you know, you're a little bit older. So I didn't view myself in any way. Other people viewed me in a different light. Like Mm. you're 25, you're 26, you're not married. You don't have Mm. any kids. Like you're not dating. What's going on? So for me, I was comfortable. But for others, um, if I'd allowed them to pour their views on you know what my life should look like then I guess I would have been very anxiety stricken
0: Hmm. that's a that's a word for somebody focus on yourself focus on yourself now on the flip side Brittany I know you've been with your boyfriend for a long time so I'm kind of asking the question that I'm pretty sure I know the answer to but I just want to hear it out of your mouth like do you get the Oh when are you gonna get married question and and if you do how how do you handle that?
2: Um I get it often the way that I answer it depends on who's asking me um for example, if my grandma's asking me, she's very feisty and she's very rude at times and she just um she just doesn't really care about how she says things. so when she says it, she says it in a way where. If I was not a strong person, it could affect me. Um, so I make sure to come at her just as strong. So that way she kind of knows my place and knows not to cross those boundaries. Because she'll often say, when you get married, I guess I'm, she, she loves saying, I guess I'm going to die. I guess I'm going to die.
0: No, so she does not That's don't. what she
2: loves to say about before I get, all. Oh, oh man, <laughs> she does. Because I guess, I guess I'm going to die. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But like I don't even really like feed into it as much because if I do, then I'm kind of giving her what she wants. And right now, wholeheartedly, I can't give her what she wants because she's not contributing to my life and she's not contributing to my bills and she's not with me every single day. So the type of moves that I make have to be saw what I'm doing and what my goals are, not what other people are saying. So I just kind of learned how to not take it as personal. I've even had to catch myself... I think probably within the last couple of weeks, um, I, I run a gym full of women. So all I do is see women, talk to women all day. And I know that the one thing you're really just not supposed to ask women is when you're getting married, when you're having kids or something like that. And um, one of my clients was playing around about like kids, kids, kids. And I was literally about to say to her, oh, so when you're ready. But I totally forgot and remembered within a quick instance that a couple months prior she had a miscarriage.
0: Hmm.
2: so if I would have said that even though she was joking around about it and stuff if I I would have played into it too much and like started asking those same questions it could have been a very bad situation Mm -hmm. so I've just kind of learned to you know respect people even jokingly the same way I want to be respected because you never know what women are going through that's
0: That's good. good that's good I completely understand and agree with that and that kind of Leads me into the next thing that I was going to ask, because sometimes because we have this time clock or this mold, I guess, that people try to fit us in. um, They sometimes feel like, oh, well, once you're married, then it's just, oh, it's just free range. You just should start popping out babies like and that's just what they expect. That's just what they're, you know, and that creates that pressure as well. So. I guess in that same vein, Sandy, have you gotten those type of comments that Brittany was just talking about, about, Oh, when you're, when will you have children and stuff like that? How do you handle that?
1: First of all, I got that question immediately. The week we returned from our honeymoon, I came back, I had a tan and everyone was saying, Oh, Sandy, you're glowing. You must be pregnant. When are you guys going to have a baby? Um, And out the gate, you know, my husband and I, we discussed before marriage. You know, we wanted to wait at least a year before we started trying to have a family because we wanted to settle in, you know, being newlyweds. You know, we both had very busy careers. So Mm -hmm. we wanted to settle in this new life together, figure out our home arrangements. Um, And so it was easy to deflect initially um, that, you know, we were waiting a year to have a baby. Get out of our face. Mind your own uterus. Don't mind my (laughs) uterus. Facts. Um, (laughs) Right. And then we hit our one year anniversary and everybody's like, uh, remember you said one year and wow. the pressure is like the clock started ticking. Um, and I think this is a wonderful opportunity to share the importance of minding your own uterus, because there are a group of people, a group of women that are trying for a baby. There's a group of women that are struggling to get pregnant. And there's a group of women like myself who've lost, a, you know, lost the pregnancy. And so like Brittany just said, it has she, had that conversation, you know, with her client, when are you going to have a baby? She could have had a complete meltdown. And I can understand that having just had a miscarriage, you know, about a month ago. And so that's why it's important for people not to put their outside pressure onto women, because there are some of us who are really struggling and those, you know, there is a group of women who have lost. So i got the question often. I'm still getting the question. Um, and it's just a matter of just, telling people you know when it's god's timing we'll have a baby mm-hmm. and god's perfect timing we'll have a baby and i wish that i could say that people respected that language they still inquire they still want to know or at least are you guys actively trying like that's none of your business when exactly we announced that we're gonna have a baby we will oh.
2: i i i just you know, honestly i think sometimes people forget like i honestly i can say i was ignorant and until I got to maybe 26 to 27, I wasn't aware that so many women were trying to have kids but couldn't. I didn't know that. Right. I can honestly say I was ignorant to that. I literally mm-hmm. thought some women just weren't having kids. And it it took for me to get older and to just, like, learn more about women and hear more about women just outside of college, outside of fun, to see, like, oh, no, we're trying to have kids. It's just hard. And I'm like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. that's a thing? Mm-hmm. And it, it's mm-hmm. so real that it it can become scary sometimes because you we 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 don't talk about how real it is absolutely
0: and we don't you know one thing that i had conversation with sandy uh you know off the recording a little bit too was about how how common it can be it is like people don't talk about it enough you know in her words you know it's a very taboo subject but it's very common and I can even remember when I found out that I was pregnant with my son, I had to have checkups all the time in the beginning because of how common, you know, miscarriage can be. Um, and, the, right. you know, the doctors were very open about talking about it because they did, I think. You know, in hindsight, they didn't want you to feel like, oh, well, if this happens to you, there's something wrong. No, this happens to women, you know, and we just want you to know that there is some kind of support for you and things like that. But people are invasive either way, because before I could even have my son, people were asking, well, when are you going to have the next one? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm fool out there and I'm just like how how can I even I'm not how do I even know that I'll be you know blessed for another one how do I even know that like all these things you know which puts pressure it puts pressure because what if what if something happens to this one you know you don't know um yes so it is it's very Um, interesting and i understand sometimes people when they're removed from it they're not looking to have a family they're not especially if they're not a woman sometimes they don't get it um but i hope that this conversation will promote people getting it a little bit more right Um,
2: right for sure i i that's another thing that i saw that scares me as well that I noticed that once someone has one, it's like everyone's wants them to become a factory. <laughs> and they just keep asking, who's mm-hmm. the next one? When's the next mm-hmm. one? Like, Whoa. Because a lot of, from what I'm learning from my cousin right now, um, she's dealing with postpartum. And so it's like, how are you supposed to think about the next one? Mm-hmm. If you haven't even wrapped your brain around who you are right now in this entire transition, and then people are trying to throw something else at you. So it really don't give women time to breathe. And they don't put that same pressure on men. No. Absolutely.
0: And it, it's, y'all, we got to just, we got to pray for these people. Because, it, <laughs> it. I mean, what, who, you going to start a GoFundMe for me? Like, tell me who's, gonna are you going to fund this child that you telling me where the next one at? If you paying for the tuition, the bottles, the all that, I mean, let me know. I can be a surrogate. That is not a problem. But uh, seeing as I don't believe that's what you're saying, why are you in my business? Exactly. But I think
1: it's good that we're having these kinds of conversations just so we can spark dialogue between other women and other groups of friends. Um, You know, to not put that kind of pressure on their friends. Allow them to enjoy being newlyweds. Allow them to date freely um and travel as vigorously as they like to start new careers and just be their authentic selves before they bring uh, an entire human being into their situation absolutely
2: and the problem is what sucks is us women talk about this but at the same time it is us women who do this to each other because it's very rare that a guy says you know when you're having enough baby like it's I yeah. think it happens, but it's that's not true. as often as women. so it's like, why do we do this? But we understand that this is not what we want.
1: So that's where the confusion comes from.
0: Mm-hmm. But before I even, before I, before I lose this, because I do want to, um, I think this is important. It just came to me when you were talking, Sandy. Um, how, for anybody out there who may have, you know, has struggling to get pregnant, may have suffered a miscarriage themselves, anything like that. Can you shed some light on how you can, um, Begin to heal from that.
1: Absolutely. So, what I will say is that this is a very personal journey. Um, after I lost, um, after I lost our baby, I was surrounded by so many loving people. My village was so amazing, but there were at night I felt very alone. Um, the pain was very personal, mm-hmm. and so it was really just a time for me. To get before the Lord and get in prayer, because I knew that this was outside of myself. There was nothing that anyone could really say or do that would make this grief go away. Mm-hmm. And for someone, you may be saying like, "Oh, I've dealt with losing a parent or a relative, a sibling," but you haven't dealt with losing a child before. It's very personal, and so you don't have, you can't look outward for relief. You have to look inward for your relief. And you, I would encourage you to just take some time and to reflect. That and know that you didn't do anything wrong. There was nothing that you could have done differently to prevent the loss of the child. Three w- three ways or three steps that I would encourage someone to take um, if they've suffered a miscarriage or any kind of child loss or infant loss is one: just know that your destiny has already been written out. God knows from the beginning of the end what your destiny will look like, right? So. Take some time and process that. Know that this wasn't a mistake, that this wasn't by happenstance, that this was already predestined to happen. So just trust in God, get before the Lord or whoever or whatever you believe in, in a higher power um, to help you and to guide you through this process. Secondly, I would say lean on your village. The people that love you the most, that know you the best, lean on their support. You don't need them. Allow them to bring you food. Allow them to take you out. Allow them to love on you um, because they may not be able to articulate your pain, um, but they can be empathetic and sympathetic to your pain. So allow them to be there for you. And lastly, I would say don't be afraid to go and see a therapist. Like, I know there is. You know, there's such a conversation around going to see a therapist that something has to be terribly wrong. You have to have some kind of mental illness. But therapists have a set of skills that sometimes grief-stricken individuals are, you know, can really use to help navigate through the process of this loss. So reach out, whether a therapist could be someone, a professional, or it could be your pastor, it could be um, someone in your connect group at your church, um, but someone that has this particular set of skills that can assist you in navigating um, this new journey for you.
0: I think that's really good. I'm definitely team therapy. Uh, we don't do it enough, and we need mm-hmm. we need to. We definitely need to. Um, yeah, yeah. Brittany... I I just want to c- close it out on a high note. You know, you always have been, well, we all know you're strong. We all know you crazy, but you also always have been somebody that's very inspirational, very like, you know, get your got to grind, got to get it. So on a motivational tip, on an inspirational type of word, I'm wondering for anybody listening who may be kind of trapped in, judging themselves off of this female time clock of, oh, I'm, you know, behind because I don't have children. I'm behind because I don't, I'm not married. I'm not in a relationship, whatever. What, what kind of advice might you, might you give?
2: Um, I would say to focus on who you want to be and where you are right now and figure out what type of moves that you want or that you need to make. Because if you want to be a mother, then I would say set yourself up to be a mother. And that doesn't mean go hurry up and find a man, hurry up and try to get married. That's not what I mean by set yourself up to be a mother. What I mean is there's going to be so much that's going to come with that journey financially, emotionally, that you are not prepared for, you can never prepare for, but you can take that step ahead to make it a little bit easier for yourself. So, for example, a lot of people feel like I should have a kid right now, but I have a gym, I have a business, which means that when I do have that kid, I'm gonna have a lot more time to have with my kid because I've set myself up where other people are gonna be running my business while I'm away. So that's how I was able to focus on me and, and what I wanted, which is to be a, a, a great mother with a ample time because I always wanted to be a housewife, 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 like very, very long. But now I know that I want to have my own, but I still want to have my time. I still want to have my time. So I'm trying to set myself up to be a good mother by financially preparing, mentally preparing, you know, put myself in uncomfortable environments. So if you feel like you're down, if you feel like there's something that you're supposed to have, or first off, the entitlement has to go out the way and the work has to be put in. And that work first starts with you, with the self-love, with worrying about you, with worrying about, you know, your health and then you can worry about somebody else. But but focus on you, and that's how you're going to set yourself up for anything
1: that you want. I think singleness is the most beautiful time of your life. That's the the one time in your life as an adult that you don't have to check on anybody. You don't have to make decisions in mind, and you have all the time in the world to truly invest in yourself, right? So take your single time, take the time with, you know, why you're not a mother to just really do all the things that you want to do, whether it be travel, get your career started, um, go and do missionary work, whatever it is that you desire for your life, like Brittany said, set yourself up now. So when that time comes, first of all, you'll be operating um, at your peak. You you have would have accomplished everything that you desire within, let's say, your five-year goal. Um, and then, you won't feel any type of regret because you have literally poured out yourself doing everything that you wanted to do. So, amen, amen.
0: Yes. Amen. Uh, I really feel... E- I feel encouraged and we all three, all three of us on this converse in this conversation have three different stories and I feel encouraged by what you all have said. So I'm sure that anyone listening can take something away from this. Thank you both so much um, for shedding light on this. Uh, I really appreciate it and I'm really hopeful that we will spark a conversation about staying out of people's uteruses and disbanding and demolishing this female time clock.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So, a couple church announcements. If you are in the Atlantic area, I would love to see you at 2020 Vision. That is the Vision Board party hosted by my business, The Key. Um, It is all about putting your year into clear focus. If you're one of those people who makes New Year's resolutions or makes goals and sometimes they're hard to keep up with, or if you have a vision that you've been holding on to for the longest, but you are being stopped by fear or doubt or whatever it is, this is the event for you. We are... Setting attainable goals, we're connecting with other women in our area, and we are laughing. Of course, we're gonna have drinks, we're gonna have food, and also every guest is gonna get a free 10 minute branding consultation with me. So, if you already started the business and you want a second look at it to figure out what I can be doing to elevate it or make myself stand out, unlock my brand even more, that would be for you. If you didn't already start and you just need to know where to start, I could still help. So, I would love, love, love to see their December 14th at 8 p.m. in Atlanta, Georgia. If you are interested in purchasing a ticket, they are $30 for 150 for two, and you can go to itsthekey.biz to get yours today. You have the RSVP by December 1st. Now, this podcast is also available now on Apple Podcasts. So, please, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, share this episode if it Touch you or if you know someone who it may touch share it with them via whatever podcast streaming network that or platform that you use also our giveaway is still going our first 100 follower giveaway so make sure you tag a friend I ain't saying it you know I ain't telling nobody what to do I'm not giving away no cheat codes but perhaps tagging a friend or two could work in your favor okay We're here. We're about self-care. okay? so our giveaway is, you know, going to be along the lines of self-care. Just give you something for you to have a little me time, something for yourself. And also send me your mommy moments. okay? I want to shout your kids out because otherwise I'm just going to talk about my son all the time, which I can completely do. But, you know, it doesn't have to only be about your child. If you just got a promotion, if you just you know closed on the house whatever it is i want to celebrate all the women who who are a part of the spot of family so send me your mommy moments comment dm tag us let me know so i hope you're sipping on all the good gems that were dropped on this episode today remember just Don't pressure yourself. The only person's path that you need to be on is the one that God has set out for you. It doesn't matter what anybody to your left or right looked like, how they did it, why they did it. You are on the path that was created for you. Take care of yourself. Start loving yourself. Be proud of yourself. Explore what this world has to offer. Explore why you're on this earth. Don't worry about things that you can't control prepare yourself for your visions in the future and just live in the moment live for right now don't worry about the pressures of what is to come each day has its own worries so we're gonna as a group stop asking people when they're gonna have kids let's stop doing that let's stop asking people when they're gonna get married because everybody's path is their own i want to thank both my guests Brittany and San for being on and being open and honest and transparent with us I want to thank you for listening and I hope that I will see you next time on the spot of tea podcast